one of the predominant storylines over the weekend was, uh, you know, blurred lines between uh, and potential ethical violations by one of uh, the justices on the Supreme Court. Now, Clarence Thomas, as was reported by ProPublica last week, for 20 years has been receiving and taking and accepting gifts and and luxury trips and vacations from this billionaire Harlan Crow. Now, we'll get into the conversation around Crow himself after, but Chris, this seems like a very serious conflict of interest, especially with someone who's as influential and wealthy as Harlan Crow. Surely over time he's had, you know, business before the court, if even tangentially. Does the Supreme Court have any ethical guidelines around accepting these types of gifts and the disclosure requirements for these types of trips that Justice Thomas took? Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It it really only comes down to the end there, that disclosure question, based on what they're they're claiming. I mean, the, the problem here, and we get this in Justice Thomas's statement about this, which, I mean, always is the sign that, like, you've got a real story, (laughs) is when a justice actually gives a statement, because they don't do that. Normally, they're like, eh, life tenure, suckers. Um, (laughs) Whenever you get an actual statement from a justice that's, like, substantive, and, I mean, remembering the, uh, Remember when there was that story uh, last year about Alito having dinner with those people and then mysteriously those people knew the outcome of a decision ahead of time? Um, it, it, it That was like surprising because we actually got a statement from Alito. And we've got the same thing here with a statement from Thomas. And like the thing that they say is that like, the that th- this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends personals in the sentence twice so that means they're 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 really close um it, when you have that um it, it's basically allowed and all that you need to do is for certain things um travel in particular uh you have to include it on your disclosure forms um he did not include it on his disclosure forms and that's um uh mark joseph stern and dahlia lithwick at slate wrote a piece that that pretty much says like look under these rules what he did was clearly illegal he did not disclose it there is a disclosure law and it says that justices have to disclose these things and it's always been clear they conclude and i agree with them that that travel like this would need to be included um Maybe there are some questions about whether he had to disclose the lodging, um, but definitely at least as to the the flights and the yacht. um, Now he could make it if we want to like really paint around the edges, he could argue that the yacht was lodging and not travel. And so maybe he doesn't need to disclose that. Um, I would argue if it, ends at a different place than it began that's travel right right (laughs) i I would argue even if it goes to the same place that it's travel but uh but but at least as to the travel 
he has to disclose that. And he didn't. Um, and, and so I, I think it's pretty clear that, that he uh, filed improper disclosure forms for any t- any year in which he took one of those trips. And so you mentioned that Thomas uh, put out this statement uh, following these kinds of like revelations. And what what was the statement? It was pretty much like I don't need to disclose this. He's a longtime dear family friend. What was what was the his justification for They're this? They're among our dearest friends. Mm. We've been friends yeah. for over twenty five years. Um, as friends do, we have joined them on a number of family trips mm. during the more than quarter century we've known them. Then it flips over. Early in my tenure at the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business from the court before the court was not reportable. So basically there there's a bunch of of very careful words in there um, that he claims uh, excludes this from needing to be reported. Um, He says that they're among our dearest friends. We've been friends for over 25 years. Now, the the thing about that that I think is, is really wild is that like, if you're going for it, just go for it, buddy. But even even Clarence Thomas can only say we've been friends for over 25 years, but he's been on the court for more than 30 years. So he, he's basically saying in the statement, I was already a justice of the Supreme Court when these people came into my life. And it, it seems to me that at that point, like, you, you're stuck. Like, like anything about that friendship was under the context was entered into with the understanding that that you're a justice of the Supreme Court and you kind of are making the same. I mean, it's like the the sort of like the like truisms about like you can if you want a friend in Washington, get a pet and like me as a journalist, like I understand that like anybody who I meet, like they're maybe going to act differently a- around me because of the fact that they know I'm a reporter. Like it, and yet for, for justice Thomas, he's like, well, I met these people, they became really close friends. And so he then says like, we went on trips together and he just glosses over the fact that like when families go on trips together, one person doesn't pay for everybody. That's not how it goes. Like, like, why don't I have a great friend? Yeah, seriously. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) Like, and then like, he really gets into the nitty gritty by saying that early in his tenure. So it's almost implied. He doesn't say it, but he sort of implies that before he was friends with Harlan Crow, he asked, about reporting and was told that he didn't need to report gifts from close personal friends. And he then says that like, 
So, so therefore I'm fine with this. And then he makes a reference to the fact that there's some new changes and he will um, report things going <laughs> forward accordingly with the new changes. <laughs> and like they like, and, and Dahlia and Mark get into this, like, yeah, you can look at the changes and you can make the argument that like, are these changes that create new obligations or were these just like clarifications that were making it absolutely clear for people who maybe whose name sounds like Darren's promise um, haven't been handling the the uh, disclosure requirements appropriately. Thank you for listening to this sample of the Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.